This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Hey guys, Chicken Trickle from Holy Crap the Vlogcast. You talking about coffee places? That there isn't another place other than Starbucks? Bullshit, motherfuckers! You come on out over this way, you go over to Canada? Tim Hortons. It's where it's at. Yeah, you could go to Dunkin' Donuts, but really, anybody know enough that a group with the initials double D. Okay, I may have to change my allegiances. Lord, old motherfuckers. Bye-bye. Hey, Tom and Cecil. This is Sharon Bush from the Unbuckling the Bible Belt podcast. When I was a kid, uh, we went to a primitive Pentecostal church that had no electricity and no running water and no indoor plumbing. And... For the longest time, I thought that you weren't really a church and you really weren't worshiping God the right way if you had those those things in your church, if you had electricity and running water and indoor plumbing. It was the craziest thing. I used the bathroom in an outhouse for the first 10 years of my life. And when I say outhouse, I mean the old-fashioned wooden hole-in-the-door kinds of outhouses and it was the craziest thing and when I became an adult it was really easy to look back on that and see how crazy it was. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Lord, Tom, everything in this fucking episode has been ridiculous. I mean, just fucking every piece of equipment. I would like like to point out, actually, if I may. Yeah. If I may be so bold. So this is before, by the way, this is this is actually happening all before you say welcome to cognitive distance or whatever it is that you say. You don't even know what I say. I don't. I don't. You don't even know. I did. 263 episodes. I don't. I I, And it's 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 flown right past you. I just don't pay attention. It sounds like a... Like when you say stuff, anything really, yeah. you just go right. like I don't. <laughs> just, yeah. just a, it sounds like just a, a low droning yeah, sound. I don't, I don't hear anything. <laughs> no, but I That's, okay. So here's here's the, what happened. Yesterday we had Eli Bosnick on, and Eli is from God Awful Movies, Scathing Atheist. He's a he's a co-host with uh, Noah Heath on God Awful Movies, and uh, and you know we had him on at, at eleven. And then um, we also had him on at uh, 12 because his yes. his recording broke uh, midway through. Not midway, almost done no, with his recording. No, not midway. Let's not say midway. Yeah. Let's say at the fucking absolute tail end. Where we're wrapping, <laughs> his we're recording wrapping the conversation yeah. and saying, okay, now we're going to do the very fucking last thing. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, uh my recording's no working. It's okay. Yeah. It's not his fault. It's Audacity's fault. That damn free. I, yeah, I, I blame him. Though. If he could have only upgraded to the non-free version of Audacity, right, <laughs> which right. doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so we, well, the problem is, is that uh, we had him on to talk about 
uh, safe spaces and trigger warnings. And I know a lot of people automatically just shut off the podcast right when I just said those two words. Right, they're just like, done yeah. um, right, But well, actually, it's a really well interesting conversation. It made me think, especially about some of this stuff. Um, and uh, and it's really, it, I, he's very well spoken. And it, it's a really great uh, conversation that we had with him. But it's very long. So it wound up being very long. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to split the sh- we're going to make like one mega show, one very large show, and we're going to split it down the middle. We're going to have him on, maybe have a, sh- uh, a, a a news item or two at the end, and then what we're going to do is we're going to shift uh, on Thursday when the Thursday show releases. We're going to have all the rest of the news stuff we did, his interview, and then the email portion. Uh, so it's going to be two shows, but it's going to be split because there's I mean it's it's over two and a half hours of material. So we just want to make sure that we split it up so that people aren't like trying to download some giant file that like eats up all their data. And if somebody really likes Eli, yeah. now is their time, right? <laughs> like this is a fucking double dose of Eli. And if you don't like Eli, this is a real kick in the dick. But what are you going to do? Before <laughs> before we get started, though, Eli sent us a message, and so this is something to keep in mind. Uh, while you listen to the to what we talk about, and this also heads off some email at the pass. So in this upcoming piece that we recorded, uh, we talk about the Yale University uh, thing that happened where the, the students surrounded the professor and shouted at him. And he talks about that at length. Uh, he talks about the, the issues that lead up to that, and he makes a correction here. He says the poster that was replicated – Let's finish what Katrina started as an Alabama versus LSU football game, but uh, was, according to his student reports, inside the party. So he told it, he says he told it with some certainty, but he just wanted to give us a heads up that some of these things are are disputed. So he wants you to let you know that what he says on here, there it might be some, there's some back and forth between students saying that they happened and right. that he didn't. So just understand uh, that when you're going in and before you start penning your hate mail to us. So without further ado, here's uh, here's our conversation from yesterday with Eli and uh, and the rest of the show, and uh, we hope you enjoy it. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, again, this is Cognitive Dissonance. <laughs> <laughs> Every episode today, we blast anyone who gets in our way. <laughs> we bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence sometimes twice <laughs> to any topic that makes the news. Makes it big or makes us mad. It's skeptical. Still, it's political again. <laughs> and there is no welcome, Matt. This is episode 262 of Cognitive Dissonance. And we are joined by Eli Bosnick from God Awful Movies and The Scathing Atheist. And this is this is a tremendous, this is like a double honor. This yeah. is like yeah. this is like yeah. getting blown I mean, up by a landmine and then shot. You know what I mean? Like you yeah, get like two exactly. purple hearts. <laughs> two purple hearts. Double purple hearts. This is they amazing. Drop you off that little trolley on your way back into the <laughs> medvac. Because we have we already suffered through, or rather, you did an hour and ten minutes. <laughs> yep. Of conversation together, and uh, you know, generally and now we got fucking nothing. <laughs> it's gonna be like, I don't know, man. Well, what's new with you? I don't know. <laughs> I keep trying to get her, put her pinky in there, but she's like, it's gross. And I'm like, you gotta just, I need you to take one for the team on this. <laughs> You're going to get some deep confessions from Tom and Cecil and Eli on this episode. We're going to go untimed chess tournament on your ass. Oh, God. This is, uh, this is our second recording uh, of the same topic this morning. Mm. Uh, it turns out Eli wasn't recording on his end. He says he just had a malfunction. I, I think was he forgot recording to hit and record. Audacity broke. I demand sure. my money back. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the mail. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
they'll send you a refund. Uh, so we want to talk about this story, uh, which is great because I feel like we're all warmed up at this. Yeah, no, point. no, yeah, no. It, yeah, it's gonna be like a three-minute story now. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. The first yeah. hour is foreplay, yeah. which is fucking fifty-nine <laughs> minutes more foreplay than I generally give. Yeah, exactly. Are you fucking kidding me. This is from Vox.com. Obama calls out liberal dogmatism on college campuses, um, and this was pretty great. Obama was speaking to students at a Missouri university, um, and he said, and "I'm going to go ahead and quote Obama because uh, everyone else is. It just feels like the thing to do." He says, I don't want you to think that a display of your strength is simply shutting other people up and that part of your ability to bring about change is going to be by engagement and understanding the viewpoints and arguments of the other side. And so when I hear, for example, you know, folks on college campuses saying we're not going to allow somebody to speak on our campus because we disagree with their ideas or we feel threatened by their ideas. You know, I think that's a recipe for dogmatism. And I think you're not going to be as effective. Um, And I think we wanted to talk about this because uh, dogmatism and uh, liberalism have often, uh, liberals, I guess I should say, have often pointed to the right. I've, I'm certainly guilty of this. We point to the right, and we decide that the right is the dogmatic side. Um, and, and I certainly am guilty of doing that. I, I think to myself, um, dogmatism and the right are sort of lockstep. They're sort of hand in hand. And I think about, when I think about the left, when I think about liberalism, I often think about, you know, kind of this this trope of the more educated, more uh, open-minded sort of ideal. Um, but unfortunately, there's there's also tremendous dogmatism on the far left, um, and it's it's doing nobody any favors. Uh, Eli, what did you think about this article? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, and I totally agree with the president on this. You know, he was speaking specifically about um, about you know shutting speakers down, and, and, that, and that's something that I disagree with. You know, incredibly strongly. Um, but you know, I think what we're seeing at this point is we're seeing two things. We're, we're seeing, and it's sort of a two prong two two pronged beast in a lot of ways. We're, we're seeing a legitimate problem with regressive uh, leftism uh, in the country, and it, it is real. You know, Glenn Greenwald is a dangerous person who's presenting dangerous ideas. And I think Senek is guilty of that to a certain extent. Uh, I think Wurleman was really guilty of that, especially with his latest work. You know, we have this sort of close our ears, la 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 in the name of multiculturalism brand of leftist uh, that's that's really a problem in this country and, and needs to be addressed and, and is resulting in some backlash. You know, you have TED Talk speakers who are going up and saying, you know, I'm not sure whether or not female genital mutilation is wrong. Okay, I'm going to stop you and real that's... quick. I'm going to stop you because I wanted, I, I wanted to ask this question the first time we recorded, actually. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm curious. We're going to get a dozen chocolate roses from Eli. He's going to be like, I'm really sorry. I just want a handy at Reason that's all yeah. I'm looking for. <laughs> but, it's episode two. Welcome to episode two sixty three, where we're going to be talking to someone who records their fucking audio track. <laughs> no, anyway. I, I do have a question. I do have a question. Where do you think that comes from? Because I grew up. I went to a liberal arts college. It was a, a very liberal liberal arts college. Um, I got a liberal arts education. I majored in the goddamn humanities. Um, and I think that uh, I know where that that drive comes from or came from 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 my end. And I think I know why it was so difficult to sort of uh, think my way through some of those issues. I'm curious, socially speaking, where do you think that regressive uh, leftist uh, uh, push is coming from? What, what starts that? Where, where's the impetus? So it, it, 
it starts the, – the impetus for that is the, is the philosophy of multiculturalism. And any, anyone who's spent time in philosophy classrooms or even in philosophy circles in the last, you know, 50 years is sort of this was a, this was a dog treat that was li- slightly new and everyone worried away at um, and, and has now sort of become a little bit but has dribbled into sort of the community, academic community, which is basically the idea that, you know, without the viewpoint of another culture – to condemn it is impossible. And, it, and it's based on some relatively sane ideas. It's based on some ideas about, you know, tribalism and multiculturalism and how we address certain ways of thinking and ways of viewing. And it is actually based on some good ideas, but it's been taken ad absurdum to the point where it, it become it's this sort of hard, sophist sort of a morality is a cultural construct realm of right. philosophy, which has invaded the intelligentsia to the point of if it can mean X, then it can mean Y. So, for instance, you know, if we accept the fact that, you know, female genital mutilation in Indonesia is a problem of culture, is an, is an understanding of culture, and not because Indonesians are bad, right? They don't come out of the womb going, I think I'll cut off a clit today. It's not a thing. <laughs> and that's what that original philosophy is a pushback against, is, is, the, is the racist, and I don't mean racist as in like, get off my lawn. I mean racist as in based on race or viewed through race viewpoint that certain cultural behaviors are biological. And that's the original backlash is that the, for hundreds of years and still today, there are lots of people who think that there are biological reasons that the, the biological causes for certain cultural behaviors, you know, and the, the most common version of this is, you know, it's a good thing that the colonists came over because the Indians never would have thought Native Americans never would have figured out horses if it hadn't been for us. Because the reason we came over and were so great is because we're so smart, naturally. White people are smart, and then all the other people would never have figured it out. And that's, you know, and if you read something like Guns, Germs, and Steel... You actually see the reasons for that. And so the, what we see in multiculturalism originally is a pushback against ideas like that, which are bad ideas, are not useful, and, and are a bad understanding of history and human interaction. Now, but- when I was in college, I, I remember to, just to speak to that idea a little bit, I, I took a – again, I, I went to a liberal arts college. I majored in the humanities. I, I, I've I had an emphasis on English literature specifically with regard to women's studies. So mm, You and me I, both, brother. Like, so I, there was a lot of – there's a lot of fucking nonsense that was kind of wrapped up in there. There's a lot of great stuff, but there's a lot of nonsense that was wrapped up in there that I I bought into because that's what the professors were sort of selling, sure. right? So, but I remember at one point one of one of the professors that I was uh, listening to, she said something that that gave me pause. It was a light bulb moment, and she said, um, you know, she was she was sort of preaching this uh, relativism nonsense, uh, and and she was really going hard hard line down that road. And at one point, she was explaining that. Science that that science was uh, a race that science was basically racist. That science that the ideas, the experiments that were done, the experiments that weren't done were you know the results of decisions that were made that were cultural and anthropological and sociological. And I was just like, wait a minute, but fucking gravity's still nine point eight <laughs> meters per second right. squared, right? Like that's still like you can't. You're not selling me that that's because fucking somebody boo hooed at one point, right? Like, that's not. No, absolutely not. So, there, there. I, I, I ask you that question specifically to drive to that point that 
that there is an absurdist uh, element to it. So that is, that is the absurd, and, and that's what it is. Is it's good ideas taken to an absurd level. So you know it, that, that's that's a classic example. You know when you talk about science being racist, people are like, you think. You think like biology is racist? And it's like, no, no, it's not. But when we look at the lens of the, for the first, you know, 250, 350, and in most English language science writing, it is written by white men. It has affected how we view science. We have viewed it through a white male lens. And that's, that's when it comes to anthropological studies. That's when it comes to biological studies. That's in everything from medicine to psychology to, you know, everything has been influenced by that. And the useful part of that conversation is, yes, we should, we should be aware that this is the lens we're looking through. The right. useless lens, and this is what we're seeing on college campuses today that we're seeing so much pushback against is because it is seen through this lens, it is useless or dismissible yeah. or yeah. relative yeah. Yeah. Or, right. or, or no right. longer concretized. And, and that, I guess of course, that's is, what I wanted to drive at, too. Right. Like it's 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 not that it's not that that's inaccurate. Right. right. It's not that it's inaccurate to say that that science has by and large been a uh, you know just to use that as the as the example because i think it is something we can identify as being patently absurd but it's not to say that science has not been uh, subject to the whims of you know white male privilege because it has been a you know it has been the ballywick of of essentially a wealthy white men for most of its existence right, right? it's that it's not but but by pointing that out and recognizing it and saying okay now that we know this what are the, what is what is the best response to knowing this? That's right. a question that should be asked. That in no way invalidates the you know speed of acceleration due to gravity, right? Yeah, no, like absolutely, it's, like, absolutely, and yeah. it's not it's not dismissible. And so so that's the first fork is that we see this this evolution of good ideas into not good ideas into into academic game playing into philosophical game playing, which is a huge part of the sort of academic and publishable. Um, you know, universe. And, and it's something that we just need to accept is that when you need to get published, a lot of the time, what they're looking for, what publishers are looking for, especially mainstream pop psych publishers are looking for is refutation. They're not looking for agreement and they're not looking for subtlety. You know, they're looking for why everything you think about books is wrong why how come paper's white and the writing's black you ever think about that that's what they want and that's that's the public that's what gets published right and so it is evolved into this 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 very problematic area but on the other side and this is where sort of i stand is you have the backlash against that which is i think even more problematic and especially more problematic in the secular community i don't think it's necessarily problematic in the world but I think the backlash against social justice that we see in the secular community is is disproportionate to the actual problem of, you know, whatever the problems with social justice are, within social justice are, and – and that we are representing ourselves badly. That generationally, when people look back on our secular leaders, and again, I'm not going to name names because, you know, they're not here and there's already too much shooting over the bow when it comes to this kind of thing. But then when we look back at what our leaders said based on what was going on in the world, we will look back and we will have been taking shots at the wrong thing. And that that's really a huge problem. So while I completely agree with Obama in that, you know, I I can't. I can't fathom not wanting a speaker at my school. You know, I would, oh, it's a treat for me. You know, you tell me Christine Summers is coming to speak at a school that I attend. I hear the Rocky music. You know, I've been training for this my whole life. Oh, good. And, you know, and that's a problem. 
because you should want those people to speak. You should demand a Q&A. And, you know, Summers is an example of someone who doesn't do Q&As because, of course not. You, when you represent terrible ideas the way she does, of course you wouldn't do Q&As. I wouldn't do a q No one. I don't do any Q&As about my internet history. No one's like, okay, I don't understand. What's this blog right here? It looks like women get strangled back. I'm like, oh, no, no questions. Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm going to. This uh, interview is over. It's for Eli time. Where's my mic? I'm taking this off. That's why I shut down my recording, guys. That's why I turned off my recording. They started to talk about my choke porn, and all of a sudden, the, the <laughs> file got lost. What can I say? I'm actually willing to talk about mine. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I got a PowerPoint for this yeah, shit. Okay. All right, now, now here's how you notice. Yeah. Yeah, you can see she's shitting on his chest. Yeah. Not the other way around. And that's I'll do really a Q&A. I'll do a Q&A, but it's a strip Q&A. <laughs> right, yeah, it's like, ooh, another question. This sock comes off. You know, and that's, that's a problem. Is obviously, yeah. you know, the, there, are, there are instances of students that, that have disinvited speakers that I completely disagree. With. I think like, right. what? like what? Give me an example. No, no, hold on. Give me an example. Like what is a speaker that has been disinvited? So I so this is an example that that I don't understand at all. But like Ion Hersey Ali was disinvited from giving a commencement speech, and the students were like, "Sure, he's Islamophobic," and I was like, "Okay, this now, hold is on, crazy. hold on a commencement speech." But I, I, I'm going to push back on you a little bit because a commencement speech doesn't have a Q and A, right? No, it doesn't. So that have is a, a little that is a little different, isn't yeah. it? Exactly. And you might want, and you might want to demand a Q&A. You might want to demand a talk back after it. You might want to demand a lot of things. But, but to say that Ayan Hirsi Ali, who is a former Muslim, who is a victim of FGM, who has been speaking as a reformer from within the Muslim community, to say she creates a hostile environment, to me, is absurd. I don't see an argument by which we can say she's hostile. I know in England they recently canceled some horrible racist British lady, the one who says that, uh, that all trans, and I'm going to forget her name, so someone please get the out queen. there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She, she tweeted that, you know, or she has spoken about how all transsexuals are, are men mutilating their genitals. They're, they're mentally ill uh, individuals mutilating their genitals. And it was for a, it was for a hard conversations lecture. And then they disinvited her because people protested it. And that's exactly the kind of thing you do want someone like. I mean, and it, again, there are lines here, you know, we don't invite neo-Nazis to come speak at schools at a certain point. We do, you know, we do have invisible lines we draw. We don't, we, no one's ever invited Fred Phelps to an intelligence square talk because we don't need his <laughs> fucking opinion. We don't need his oh goddamn God, opinion. Would, we didn't need on. it when he was alive. You know That would be fucking amazing. Oh, it would be uh, awesome. I'll put Sam and have... I'll jerk off to that. You Are you have... kidding? Yeah. <laughs> you oh. could, and the thing is, is you could have a toddler on the other side and oh. they would win. Yeah, we oh, have a bag win. of drowned hamsters that's going to represent <laughs> our side. It's just going to not say anything and we win. You take a vote like uh. the time Hitch and that other guy went against the the African ministry guy. You all know what I'm talking about. Oh, but, yeah, um, yeah. So, I mean, listen, there, there have been situations where speakers have gotten disinvited, and I, I disagree with those situations. I do. I think it's disagree. By the same, by the same token, there, there is a bunch of, of uh, resistance and a bunch of splashback against the social justice movement that is based on not understanding what terminology means, not understanding the full extent of stories, and more importantly, it is by having and, and this is this is something that I think doesn't get talked about enough, ideas get represented by children. You know, and the, the example that I want to use of this is of course the situation at Yale which every single secular leader chimed in on. And, you know, Majid's a big boy, so I feel like I can, I can speak about this. You know, Majid called the 19-year-old, called a 19-year-old crying girl a safe spacer bully. 
You know, and when I don't you know even understand that, that concept. When you know that full story, well, that's... no, Tom, you have to dump their safe space. When you walk up to them, you like knock, like, it, knock out it out of their, out of their hand. hand. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you give them a wedgie with their safe space. <laughs> right. Right. Safe space or bully? Like, yeah. what does that even fucking mean? Like, that person's trying to create safe spaces, and I don't feel want too those. safe. Feel <laughs> too safe. And it's, I mean, it's like, okay, before we get into that, though, mm-hmm. can you give the background quickly on Yale so people understand? Because all I saw on my wall was what was posted on Reddit, which is a screaming girl saying, I don't feel safe. Whatever hurts me shouldn't be here. Right. Kind yeah, of exactly. what, was, what she said. Absolutely. And so give me just a, I mean, just a touch on what happened at Yale first. Right. And the, the context of this is really important. So what, what you need to understand about the Yale story is that not this year, but last year or the year before it, depending on who you ask again, it's, it's all very, he said, she said, but this is true. Last year, there was a Katrina themed party on Halloween at one of the fraternities on campus. And so they, oh no, so they invited George Bush and he didn't come? Is yeah, that exactly. it? They, they asked George Bush to come. He didn't show up. And he was supposed to send... Because he's a Yale man. He was right, supposed he to he's send chips Yale and he man. didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And then Kanye came out. Okay, so a very and, classy, high-end party. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. So yeah. they had a party which had kids in blackface. They had a banner out front on the dorm that said, let's finish what Katrina started. You know, kids were wearing oh, blackface. God. They were drinking 40s. They were eating watermelon. What does that even mean, let's finish what Katrina started? They'd That's kill so all the black people? Who knows? Who knows? It's horrible. It's horrible. So this was... That's like, let's finish what Hitler started. Exactly. That, that, I'm sure Just that like was you're the next year. I'm sure that's like, what they were planning. Fuck it, I'm this rich year. and white. I don't give a fuck about what happens to other people. Let's mock your pain. Hey, look a... at your pain. I'm fucking your pain right, <laughs> right. now. Oh yeah. <laughs> Boom. That's it. I finished right in your pain. Right. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the bad guy in every movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm dedicating exactly. myself. So, so they, this party layer. happened, and you know, African American <laughs> students showed up to the party to talk to the people to have a conversation. They were turned away at the door. They were told no Are blacks allowed. Are you sure they weren't allowed. turned away at Yale? Well, that's part of the problem as well. Uh, but they were turned away at the door. They were told, look, you're not welcome here. You know, there were no black people allowed. So this year, the IRHC, which is a student group, and this is really important. They are a student group. This is students speaking to students, sent an email out saying, hey, guys, it's Halloween. Please be aware of what you wear and how it may affect other people. They didn't say, hey, don't wear blackface and have a Katrina party, which you should be totally entitled to say. That's a normal conversation. That's a not, That's a thing you don't have to say. Don't put your dick in a pencil sharpener unless it's what you're into, and don't wear blackface. That's a. That's just given. That's a part of the conversation. And so they, but they didn't say it. They said just be aware. And this professor, who is the head of a dorm. This is not, this is not someone who is, is in the classroom. This is someone who is the head of a dorm wrote to their entire dorm, sent an email, an unreliable email to their entire dorm saying, you know, in my day, college was a time for transgression. And if you see something you don't like, maybe have a conversation or look away instead of telling other people how to dress. Are young adults like you not able to make those decisions? And then he also walked both ways uphill to school is that is yeah that exactly. right? in my what he day did? we were yeah. allowed to hang black people yeah i know man we don't do that <laughs> anyway. it's a conversation if you didn't like a lynching you just look the you other just way the, is, other is way. the black people could never hold their end of the conversation because they didn't have any air in their lives <laughs> exactly. very they didn't want it they were afraid that's what it was and so they didn't so he sends this this email they send this email out which is a, you know, a, and then it's unreliable. They then cancel their office hours. 
uh, refuse to speak to students outside that's the classroom awesome. who come to speak that's to them about awesome. it. Refuse to speak to students inside the classroom is literally, depending on who you ask, is literally running away across the campus. Students are like, hey, I want to talk to you. And he's running he, away. Hey, hold on now. Hold on now. He was trying to get to his safe space. Yeah, now. exactly. Right, that's possible. Let's be, let's be a little. And at, at one point has his fingers in his ears. Like, la, 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 can't hear your fingers. And <laughs> his finger in his ears. Yeah. That's the best part of the story. Finally gets surrounded by students. Gets surrounded by students. And the girl- and this is the video. This is the video we see, right? right? Like, this is the piece. This piece right here, all leading up to this, you don't see any or hear anything about. Right. What you see is a group of students surrounding him saying, hey, what the fuck, bro? Right. And because he's because he's claiming he wants conversation, which he obviously didn't. It's it's not about conversation. It was about delivering a shot over the bow from on high. It was about being a it was about being a troll, right? It's a troll. Adults can be trolls thing. A trolls too. It's it's an it's not a new concept. It's a trollish way to behave. It's anti intellectual. And then he gets confronted by a crying nineteen year old girl. She's sobbing. She's sobbing. She's a baby and this is very important because everyone's like well you know they're adults they're not fucking adults if you can't have a beer then you can't have this kind of conversation and you don't represent that viewpoint and the example of this is if i go to bob jones university and just start going hard in the paint with all the counter apologetics i know until some kids like well jesus is my savior and then i'm like look at how christians think am i right Fuck, got him. Good job, Eli. High five. Pow. We'd be like, fuck you, dude. Pick on a grown-up. Yeah. Talk chest to a bump, grown-up. chest bump, chest bump. Right, yeah, exactly. For sure. Got him. I got the I'll go to a Sunday school and be like, oh yeah, kids? Or you believe in a god that drowns everyone? What a bunch of morons. And they're all like, Ammo Quackos. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boom. You got nothing to say. Good job, Eli. Pow, pow, pow. And this, and here's the thing. I saw, tw- I saw dozens of tweets from the secular community about this. Like I said, Majid Nawaz saying, calling this girl a safe spacer bully. And Can the I question, say, p- props to you for getting that name right like four times in a row. Yeah, right? I, I mean that's amazing. Exactly, that's well, just see, amazing. This is the advantage to being on a show with Nohan Heath, who are much much smarter than me, is that whenever we're on the show, I come on and I go. So I was talking to Nawij Nabaz, and they go, Come on, man, it's Majid Nawaz, and I go, You sure? This, oh. and, and yet you see dozens of examples of this story being mistold. You had, you had secular leaders doxing this girl, Richard Dawkins and others, dox, sending, putting out articles that tell this girl's home address and what her name is, first name and last name, what she sold her house, what her parents' house sold for. You know, doxing. That shit is so outrageous. That's just mean. Hold right, on, though. Hold on, though. Before you continue, let me, let me just say this. We've got, we talked about social justice like maybe four weeks ago. Right. And we got a bunch of emails from people and said we got it wrong. And what we were what I was talking about was I didn't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. So basically I was saying CJ Werleman is a kind of guy who uh, you know maybe I disagree with him on 80% of this stuff, but there's a there's like 20% that I'm gonna say, yeah, you're right on. And the same thing goes with Thunderfoot. Like I'm gonna watch a video like he put that video together on those solar roads, and I thought, man, this is a great video. Now I'll never watch any of his videos on on feminism because right, I don't exactly. agree with him and I'll never pay attention to that. But the fact is is that Thunderfoot puts together some videos that are skeptically minded and same thing with Rebecca Watson man watch her videos on shit even if you disagree with her watch her videos on fucking like Deepak Chopra and you'll be blown away with how intelligent she is and how she deconstructs it so I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater but one of the things that we got and I think this was the the most of the of the complaint that they had with what they called social justice warriors was that they were doxing people too and so what you have on both ends is 
idiot fucking trolls on two yep. ends that are that are they can't win their argument so they're resorting to internet violence That's and the exactly internet violence yep. is to dox the person so other people can fucking ruin their lives i mean you can really fuck someone's life up by telling someone who they are if they're trying to stay secret right exactly well and, and i mean the problem is that there's a question about where does someone deserve to be publicly named and shamed you know, and th- and this is something that I, you know, is not necessarily a very popular opinion, and there are people wrong on both sides. But, but by the same token, if you make a game where you beat up and rape Anita Sarkeesian, and someone says your name, so the world knows who you are, good for fucking them. You know, if you want to hide behind the anonymity of evil words and evil actions, you don't get to do it. There's a difference between disagreeing with someone and encouraging people to violence, encouraging people. If you say miserable, disgusting things and then someone contacts your job and goes, hey, just so you know, this person is on Facebook, you know, commenting on African-Americans pictures. You know, I'm coming to your to your country. I'm coming to your school and I'm going to put a bullet behind the eyes of every N word I see, you know, calling that person out and saying this is who this is you know that i don't object to and yes there are idiots on either side there are people who you know and this is one of the reasons why i never have a a a name that isn't my name and i know that it's be it's been a variety of reasons but i've always just been eli bosnick i have an open facebook profile picture you can google my home address you know anyone can come see me at any time i stand by everything that i say but but the the tricky part of that is sometimes sometimes the doxing is for a specific reason and sometimes it's just put your name behind what you say and you know thunderfoot's a good example of this i i saw his th- Solar Roads video, right? And again, it's it, and we disagree on that. But you know, he's encouraging people to violence. His support of Gamergate is, to me, an extent of of unforgivable that I do not think he gets to sit at the grown-ups table anymore. You know, and we disagree. He and I disagree uh, to the extent where he has mischaracterized. Um, you know, feminist speakers. He has been a rape apologist. He has he has said truly monstrous evil things he has lied in his videos about what people have said he has pretended people have said things he's re-edited and remixed especially when it comes to sarkeesian which is the most interaction i've had with him and if someone says hey look we deserve to know who thunderfoot is right he should have to put his name and face to those words i i, I to me well, i face see a side of that either, though his right. face has always been on. Right. His, his face has always been on. And that's true. But, you know, and so these, in these situations where someone says, well, you know, they doxed that guy who made the punch and rape Anita Sarkeesian game. It's like, yeah, they did. They gave everyone his Twitter handle. The guy who made the beat up a woman uh, for her opinions video game. He had to be accountable for the things he said and did. You know, you know I, I just wonder, like. You know, it it just makes me wonder. The internet is this new this new thing, right? Like mm-hmm. we haven't in, in all the rest of the. What are you like sixty? Well, like I what's mean, wrong relatively with you? Speaking, hey, relatively. the internet's relatively I just, new. I just got I online. Ju- I, got I just a, downloaded the Windows Ten. I got myself <laughs> a hotting mail account. <laughs> Who here is on Instant Messenger? Who wants to see my dick? <laughs> Come on. I just, I just, I guess what I mean by that is that in in throughout most of history, it was much more difficult to remain anonymous and still be a public. Figure, yes, right, and now we have this new, and I think it's kind of a, a false expectation that you can be both a public figure and be an anonymous public figure. Yes, and it's, I think it's, that there's a difference between being some dude 
uh, throwing out a comment somewhere and being like, I'll comment on that. And then he hit send. And even if it's some fucking mean-spirited, hateful shit, there is a difference between that and creating for yourself a public persona and then also expecting that your public persona will remain forever private. I'm not sure how realistic that is. Anonymity always brings out the monsters in us. It always brings out the monsters in us. You know, there's nothing, and they've done studies on this, so people can, smarter people than I have have expressed this better with studies and checks, but there's nothing that makes us more monstrous in the fact that you don't have to say it to someone's face. And that's a huge problem on the internet right now. And it's a problem that social justice takes on that gets a huge amount of backlash. You know, and the, the the example of this is sort of the South Park episode. And, you know, this season of South Park has been incredibly problematic. And this is an example of, of what I believe to be the really poisonous blowback, which is that this in the year of Donald Trump, in the year of Ben Carson and Kim Davis, what South Park has chosen to take on is safe spaces and affirmative consent affirmative fucking consent they've had three episodes where they've taken on the maybe be clear so you don't rape someone policy that's what has been needed to take down a notch and listen south park is a comedy show and they they've gotten things wrong in the past we got to remember they got climate change wrong they had a whole episode pick up a fucking science book you sound like an idiot they've been wrong about stuff in the past they will continue (laughs) to be wrong but this year you know and you see it on every comment thread everyone who's wrong has to post you pc bro because that's the, that's the straw man that wants to be created is this, sure, this PC sure. bully. But it, it's not real. It's not real. And what it, what it is actually doing is it facilitates the evil behavior of truly bad people. And, and I, I know that's hyperbolic, but I mean it. I mean, on Donald Trump at the first debate, he said something very important. When they asked him about the horrible things he said about women, you know, you, know, you look great, you should blow me, and you know, Rosie O'Donnell, fatty, fat, fat, whatever, right? He said, you know, <laughs> Megan, the problem today is everyone's too PC. And it was his biggest applause line of the night. And it, and it, it was that way for a reason, because that is now the response when evil people say evil things. When, right. you know, when, when Prop 1 in Houston tells trans Americans, tells trans people that they do not deserve personhood, they don't deserve to use the bathrooms they want to, they don't deserve to be called the name they fucking want to, they can be kicked out of a restaurant because they're, because of who they are. You know, when, when you speak out against that, the answer is, well, everyone's just so PC. Everyone's but how so much PC. Of that, how much of that, uh, anti-PC, so I, I, I think about this, and I think that a lot of this has to do with a refusal by people to engage in topics that require genuine nuance to understand them, right? Like, you know, it's very easy to, to, to do that. It's very easy to say, well, it's just a bunch of PC nonsense, because right. then everybody's going to nod their head and agree, and everybody can go back to being fat, right? right like, exactly. that's a thing. But if, if a topic requires actual nuance and consideration and say, well— Right. And now all of a sudden that's harder work. That's yeah. work that's yeah. difficult for people to do. And it's not it, – you can't throw that into a soundbite. You can't like shit that out as your fucking Facebook status. And right. you can't say things like, well, that's complicated. We should think clearly about that. People are going to be like, what does that even mean? I don't know what that means. Yeah, exactly. Like, and you talk to Packers. I, like, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> and, that's, and that's a huge problem is that people do not know what these terminologies mean. You know, you hear the term safe space abused so resoundingly by the secular community and they just don't know what they are they do not know what safe spaces are explain it okay so safe spaces uh, and this is important so safe spaces are 90 percent of them take place in lgbt centers 
All right, and what they what they began as they were started by a group called Glue, which has now been absorbed by General Collegiate LGBT. And what they are is they are places for they started as places for and mostly are uh, places for queer, trans, LGBTQ students to go and speak without challenge about what they are going through emotionally. So they go in and they speak about, I feel like I'm in the wrong body. I feel like I have a different gender than I do. I'm feeling queer. I'm feeling genderless. I'm feeling bi Whatever it is, without someone going, well, you know, you might go to hell. God says that. <laughs> and that's important. And no one thinks that shouldn't be a thing. Nobody, you know what's uh, interesting? Hold on a second. It's interesting that, that Alcoholics Anonymous has always had that, right? right? Like, alco- like you can show up and be like, I'm an alcoholic yesterday. I sold my kids into fucking sex right. slavery and right. for exactly. a pint like, of rum. Yeah, man. And they're like, hey, bro, we've all been there. Yeah. Right, we've all been there. Hey, yeah, Susan did that, too. I actually bought his kids. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> How are they? They're dead. They're dead. Oh, okay, I figured. You that had them a fucked them earlier. Yeah. That's oh, right. I recorded it and sold it to Jerry. I got to so. tell you. I got to tell you, that little girl yeah. of yours, delicious, yeah. though. Delicious. Oh, oh my thank God. you. Awesome. Well, I was Just tenderizer awesome. when I hit her so much, so I didn't... <laughs> Meat's nice anyway, and juicy. here's your chip. Two hours sober. Yeah. Right, way to go. Way to go. Good for you. All Have right. a chip. Hey, you know what? Let's celebrate with a drink. I mean, uh, it's seriously uh, like Alcoholics Anonymous is, is there always. You go. Yeah. <laughs> right. They've I'm, always had this, yeah. and we and we and we recognize that safe spaces are a necessity for a, a whole host of in groups. Right. right. You create, I mean, like Dungeons and Dragons games. That's a, that's entirely like a say, like it's yeah, like it's a fucking oh my god, safe. the rest no of the world's gonna to beat wa- me up. Like, right. yeah, no one exactly. gets to walk over to my Pathfinder game and be like, "You guys are nerds." I'm like, "No, fuck you. You get out. You guys. The whole right. world reminds me I'm <laughs> right. a nerd. I have this an entire me. bookshelf right. of Dragons of Lacora at my house, and if someone sees it and they want to say something, I'm gonna bite you in the nuts. I'm gonna bite you right in your goddamn nuts. All right. I have more D12s than I do condoms in my home, and that's for a goddamn reason. Uh, you know, and so, so this, you know, when people know what safe spaces are, the idea of it being a bad thing or somehow intellectually weakening, you know, because the, the straw man is that it's just something that students go to when they don't want to have their feelings hurt, but it's not true. Those don't exist. It's just, you can't find a university where a safe space is something that students run out of a classroom to go to. And, and, and this is very important as well. No one is recommending, and now a professor will turn their class into a safe space at certain times. There are times when professors will say, today we're going to be sharing X, Y, Z, and today we're in a safe space. Don't be like, I don't know, sounds like when your dad hit you, you kind of deserved it. And you're, <laughs> it is a professor's prerogative to turn classrooms into safe spaces. But no one is advocating to turn classrooms into safe spaces. They are not, the time for the interchange of ideas is in the class room right and they then they are a vicious and unbridled term of interchange of ideas and, and you want that you want a professor to engage people and to say why can't we have the confederate flag you know why can't we call caitlin jenner bruce jenner etc etc we want to have that conversation in the classroom but, but isn't it a slippery slope eli like if we if we give people a safe space in one place don't we have to just by necessity give them a safe space Everywhere that they go, they can just like be like safe space. No, I mean, and this is the <laughs> hold thing. up their hand no. and create like a personal bubble of safe space. <laughs> right, exactly. And this is this... one of those sumo outfits. Right, yeah, exactly. Like, this, this is my safe space, space motherfucker. Right, they're just holding my either end of a hula hoop. My sumo outfit is called my skin. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
No words inside the safe space. And the truth of the matter is, no, we don't have to do that. We do okay. not have to do that. Because I was we being have... totally facetious. Right, yeah, no, absolutely. And, but, but that's a real question that gets asked. Just, okay, well, if we have a safe space on campus today, how do we know tomorrow a professor won't be told that they can't say that math is real or a science? It's like, well, fuck you, man. I, if we have a space space today, how do we know that we won't start hunting professors for sport? It's not a fucking thing. <laughs> One does not lead to the other. That's not part of the conversation. And so that's, you know, that's part of the straw man. And no one who understands these concepts objects to them. Nobody, I mean, listen, I'm sure there's some horrors out there who were like, I don't think gay people need a place to talk. But, you know, Majid, Majid is not, if we go, hey, Majid, should gay people have a place to talk about their gender identity without someone going like, I disagree? He's going to go, yeah, of course. Of course. And it's it, to me, it's a misunderstanding of the term. You know, it's about not understanding, but still not being willing to go, yeah, I don't know what that means. To I be fair, though, I think it's important that if you don't understand a term, you still vociferously object to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? No, me totally. That's... <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why whenever anyone brings up a clitoris, I'm like, not a real thing. <laughs> not a real thing. Nice try. Nice try, honey. It's mythical like the manatee. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> So uh, let's talk a little bit about trigger warnings, too, because this is, right. again, something else that uh, that people sort of misconstrue. Right, exactly. So trigger warnings get their origin in the 1980s, and they get, actually get their their origin in legal classrooms and the reason uh, – and in law classrooms. And the reason for that is because up until 1980, rape law was not taught in law school. It was just another crime. It was like, you got your bike stolen, you get raped. They're guilty or not guilty? Done. You're a lawyer. Here you go. Here's your diploma. And that's it. That's how you – and a lot of people don't know that. That's all of law school. It's just that's one class. <laughs> they tell you that, and then they send you out into the world. And they high-five you. Yeah. High, the you rest get your high-five on your way out checks. of the classroom, and you're done. Yeah, no, but in exactly. all seriousness, they, didn't, they did not teach rape law. And so in the 1980s, they started to teach rape law, and they started to teach the, uh, this subject matter, which is very – and I forget who the speaker is, and, and they're much – and they put it really well. So someone please remind me so I can give this person credit. But you know, someone said the problem with rape is at the end everyone's alive and nobody has anyone's stuff. You know, so it's, it's a very complicated thing and it's very hard to talk about. And he said, she said situations in situations where people are still recovering from their own assaults. And so that is why trigger warnings were put in place so that students did not walk in and they were not surprised by this information. And you know, the, the example I give of this is, is always, uh, it's something from my own life because it's, it's my own experience and I can speak to it. Um, which is that I, um, in college, when I, when I was a freshman, a, a friend of mine from high school was sexually assaulted. And she called me uh, and said, you know, please come and pick me up. And I, I'm still here in the apartment where it happened. And the person is still here. And I need you to come help me Jesus. leave. So I came and I was like, hey, she's coming with me. And people were like, no, no, no. And I was like, no, she's coming with me. Don't make me hit you with nunchucks. And so um, <laughs> I carried nunchucks at all times at that point. I, I literally, there was a weird – it was a whole – it's a, it's, it's a whole story, but basically I literally had to go into this living room where people were trying to convince her that she hadn't been assaulted. And I was like, she is coming with me to the police station. And they were like, no, we need to talk to her. And the, this guy sort of got right up to me and I said, I'm going to hurt you real bad. I'm going to do something so horrible <laughs> oh, that everyone's going to be like, hey, great. man, how'd you get that? And you're going to be like, this fat Jew, I didn't let this lady leave. And this chubby Jew bit me on the eye until he hit the back of my skull. <laughs> <laughs> bit me on the eye. And that's doing... why I wear a face patch. Yeah, exactly. 
and that's why I'm the recipient of the second ever face transplant. Uh, so I, so she left with me, and you know, she came back to my dorm at the time. We called the police. They took her statement. Um, they took her. Although I, I it's a brief uh, respite from this very serious story. So she's going in. and She's giving her statement. There's two cops. There's a guy cop who's taking her statement, and then there's a lady cop who's standing outside with me. And I'm standing there, and I'm feeling. I mean, I'm, I've done a good thing. I've gotten her out of an uh, out of a very dangerous environment, and I'm feeling really good. And but this lady cop is eyeballing me. And she's not, and so I'm like smiling and waving at her, and she's like, she's like, mm-hmm. she's like shaking her head. <laughs> and I'm like, her a little bit, maybe. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm like, what is going on? Like, this lady is mad at me for reporting and helping this. And so finally, she starts to walk towards me, and she's doing that like get in my face thing where her chest is up against mine. And so finally, my friend comes out, and she's like, and the guy goes, yeah, you know, we've got her statement. We're going to go to the hospital for a kit. And she goes, so what do we do with him? And I realize, oh, she thinks I'm the guy who raped her. And I've oh, been shit. sitting here smiling and being like, so the weather, did you see, did you see the latest film? How about that breaking bed? So I suddenly <laughs> see the world and she, my friend, of course, goes, no, 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 this is my friend who picked me up. She goes, oh. Oh, and we both had this realization of like, I'm not a gloating rapist. I'm her friend and she is not. Cause she, I, this poor oh, woman is God. sitting there. She's sitting there with a rapist who's like, "So, you see any good movies?" And she's like, "No, man, I haven't seen any good movies." Well, I saw a couple of movies, and I'm doing because I'm a comedian, so I'm going like, "Well, then she says, and she's like, "I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna shoot you so many times." So, God, it's a good thing you weren't black. Yeah, exactly. So I, so we go to the hospital, and we take care of her, and all this. And you know, again, this is the obviously I'm going through this as well now again the focus is not on me my friend is the one who actually got assaulted this is it's not my turn to talk if you will you know and so the focus is on my friend she's going through this but i'm i'm obviously not processing it well because the next day she gets all settled and she has gone on she's a survivor she speaks at rain and she's incredible has an amazing life um but you know the next day i went into a film class and um we, we were watching the movie unforgivable which, if you're not aware, has one of the most brutal, brutal and hard to watch, uh, rape scenes in, in all of cinema. Pro- probably the hardest to watch. And, uh, you know, I had a professor, I went to NYU. I had a professor who actually did say, hey guys, this is a very hard scene to watch, but cinematically, I think it's very important we watch it. And I didn't listen because I was in my own head in 19 and I was like, goop dude, I'm wearing such pajama pants. And <laughs> I watched the scene and I immediately started screaming, crying. Right, because the the p- previous night hit me all in a wave, and I started screaming, crying. I had an anxiety attack. I couldn't deal with it. I shut down. I had a depressive episode for you know a month afterwards, where I was having, you know, I couldn't. I had a trouble going back to that class. I went back to that class, and I was shaking and all that. And it's because I needed time to process. And nobody thinks I shouldn't have been warned about that. Nobody. But we have a straw man of okay. Today I'm gonna talk about slavery. Is everyone okay with the S word being, and it's just, it's not a thing. It doesn't exist. It's not a real thing that's being, that's being talked about or being done in classrooms. And yet that's how it's being used when people are attacking it. As though each, each thing that challenges a student, you know, they want an opportunity to run out of the classroom with their hands over their ears and go blow bubbles in the safe space. And it's just not a real, it's not a real situation. And the problem is we as a secular community, everyone from, you know, and again, I'm using public figures here so i feel you know everyone from dawkins 
you know, who at this point, you know, if Dawkins had been murdered, if been hit by an ice cream truck right after the selfish gene, we all would have been like, oh my gosh, Richard, our dog, I love you. <laughs> and now every time he tweets, I have an anxiety attack. He's like, he's like, you ever notice black people smell different? Huh? There's a Muslim lady next to me on the bus and I'm going to, I'm going to fart at her. I'm going to fart at her and make her smell it. And then, and then you have legions of secularists underneath going, well, you know, it's his right to fart, and why should he have to not fart? He may have gastric district problems, and you are the one who... It's fuck, guys, we need to fucking... And this is the problem, because legacy-wise, 20 years from now, 50 years from now, we're going to look back at, the, at these topics, at these subjects, at Yale, at the fucking Katrina-themed party, and what our leaders are going to have said about it is look at this safe spacer bully not look at these kids who had a katrina themed party <laughs> yeah. right right yeah right you know well, how and- much of this like uh, so so i i hear all this and it's like you know so much of the pushback to me sounds a lot like selfishness right like just just a just a, an absolute like fucking reactionary refusal to take other people into consideration when navigating the world right it's like I mean, I think about like a trigger warning, like a trigger warning literally means nothing to me if it's not something I'm triggered by. I won't even fucking hear the words like it's a trigger warning about like fucking like the fight. Just hear like the monkey fucking clapping symbols in the top of my head. Yeah, exactly. It's nothing. But if it is meaningful to you, all of a sudden you're going to perk up and you're going to listen to it. And the fucking the reaction to it is like, well, I should be able to go everywhere I want and the whole world should feel the way I feel. And I should never have to take into consideration that other people have difficulties or that other people have, you know, challenges that might moderately inconvenience me for seriously like a fucking second. Right. Yeah. And like a second. Right. And the problem is it's also it, it becomes it becomes the troll of the freest of speeches. You know, and this is this is a, a big thing that you see in this argument is well, I'm sorry, I believe in free speech, and it's like we do not have a lack of free speech in this country. Our friends Nick and Zandy Morgan Moore, you know, they go their job, their everyday activity is they cover women with umbrellas who are getting abortions, so they don't get filmed and put on the internet, so their abusive boyfriends and husbands murder them for getting an abortion. That's how free our speech is. You can stand a certain amount of feet away from anything you like in the world with a. Me- Megaphone being like, fuck you. Fuck you. That's our, that's our country. That's how free the speech is. But it is transformed. And thanks largely to the anonymity of the internet, which is what we were talking about before. Thanks largely. It is, it is gone from spe- free speech to unquestioned speech. And, you know, that's the thing with Yale. It's like, well, you know, is it, you know, I believe this professor's free speech. And it's like, I do too. But he's got to have a conversation. You got to be willing to represent your points. And that's why it's, you know, if you want to, if you, and you do, you get to say the N word all day long. There are people who do it. That's what the world is filled with Donald Trump and Ben Carson. That's who goes up there and is like, and then the reporter was like, that's a guy who's running for president. We couldn't yeah, have yeah. more free speech than he's up there doing the, hey, look at my hand. And then this lady was like, oh, my vagina's bleeding. That's a presidential <laughs> candidate. And that's how fucking free our speech is. But it's yeah. turned into... Why can't I say it whenever I want to with no one ever wanting to have further conversation? Yeah, there's and, a confusion between free speech and consequence free speech. Right, and we've exactly. talked about this a number of times. Like you can say you can I, I like I'm a white dude. I can walk around throwing the N word out there. But 
it is not going to be appreciated. Yeah. Right, exactly. And uh, I can't get all fucking like, well, I thought I could say it, and you would just give me love and kisses right. for I'm it. I'm sorry, like, no. I thought this was America. It is America, <laughs> but people are still allowed to be mad at you. People are yeah, allowed right. to still question you when you throw out transphobic, when you put your fucking status up with the, Caitlyn Jenner's not a hero, soldiers are here. And it's like, oh, I didn't realize we only got one a year. Is that a thing? We only get <laughs> one get, a year? They get a trophy. They get a trophy, and they can bring it into an Arby's yeah. for a 20% discount. Is that what it is? <laughs> And, they and can, fill, they can fill the soda up at the photo, soda fountain all day with the yeah. little cup there. You're like 2015 hero of the year. Right. And I go, what okay. are you going to do? I don't know. I have no legs. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Like. Good for you. But you. But at least you're not a, a, a public figure who changed their sex in a country where there's 291 murders and 51% of trans people aren't allowed to use, have had an experience of not being allowed to use the bathroom yeah. they fucking want to. And it's like, yeah, we can have multiple heroes. And when you post that status and I go, what the fuck does that mean? And all of a sudden you go, well, Excuse me, I am trying to have a conversation about free speech, and you are attacking me. I'm like, fuck you. Fuck, because that's not free speech. Yeah, that's right, a restriction yeah. of speech against you. That's, that's the you real actually... safe space bullshit, right? Yeah. Like, if, if, some, if there is some safe space bullshit, retreating from conversation, retreating from positions that you hold, and then throwing up your hands and being like, freedom of speech, freedom of speech, like... That's that's really right. like it's it, not it, it, it's not safe. It's not fucking right. freeze tag where you run and touch the car and right, you go, no, you're right. not allowed to talk to me about that anymore. I'm free <laughs> speeched. I'm all the speeched free. <laughs> so okay, so 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 to wrap this up, let's give you a chance. You know that there's a lot of people out there that are having these conversations that are saying these things. What would you say to those people if you could in a short in a short sort of message? What would you say to them about? how they're wrong about this. So, I'm, the, the only thing I would say to them is that I know where you're coming from because I, I was wrong. And I have an open Facebook. You can watch me be wrong a year ago. You can watch me be wrong two years ago. It's never too late to change your mind. And most importantly, what do you stand for? We live in the age of Donald Trump. We live in the age of Prop 1 in Houston. What will your children look back and see you speaking about? Will you be speaking about crying 19-year-old girls? Will you be speaking about Caitlyn Jenner and how she's not a hero and she shouldn't be woman of the year? Or will you be speaking about the truly evil things that are being done right now? What do you stand? What do we as a secular community represent? And what do you as an individual stand for? Whose side are you on? Do you want to facilitate evil? Or do you want to stand against it and with it understand and accept that will be silly people who abuse this terminology and abuse this message and that we then they and we'll get to them. We'll get to that. Let's fix Donald Trump. Let's have a dunk tank full of semen, just horse semen that we <laughs> that once a week a different trans person gets to throw a baseball at and he falls into it and he's like, oh my gosh, the goof juice. Let's get him in there first. And then let's talk about how silly it is to yell at people for the shirts they wear on an EU space station broadcast. Let's let's deal with that afterwards. Let's teach kids how to talk to trollish professors after we deal with the Katrina thing. Let's deal with the professor who kicked the student photographer out of the safe space after we deal with the KKK driving around the building in pickup trucks. But it's what do you that my message to them is what do you stand for? Yep. Yeah. Porn, pretty much. Yeah, so, I mean, well, me too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Making fun of other people's movies. That's my answer. <laughs> Want to contact the guys? Go to dissonancepod.com to get links to their Google+, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. If you want to contact them directly, send an email to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. 
or you can call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Do you want to support the show? Go to patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash dissonance pod. Or click the link on the podcast homepage and you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per episode basis. If you can't spare any money, take a second to give us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher or spread the word about the show. We want to send a big heartfelt glory hole to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. Uh, so this story comes from the Raw story. Um, and you know what? I found this story. I thought, did we talk about this? Did we not talk about this? Maybe we talked about this. I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember the chicken coop. We've ta- Here's the thing. We have talked about so many fucking horrible, mean-spirited fucking babies in a cage fucking stories. Yeah. That at some point you're just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm putting it on there. Yeah. At this point, who cares? Right. right? Yeah. I mean, it's fucking new to you, right? It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's at a, this point, we'll just make the same jokes we made before about I, the same story. You won't even fucking know. It's yeah. 262 episodes. <laughs> what the fuck are you going to do about it? This is from the Raw story. Christian homeschooler found guilty for locking girl in chicken coop oh. and punishing her with a shock collar. Oh, that sounds fun. And my very first thought was like, well, what class is that? Like, what? <laughs> and like, at some point, don't you look around homeroom and say, wait a minute, <laughs> this is a chicken coop. <laughs> this isn't a homeroom. You guys. Uh, you know, it's funny. At one point, um, the teacher, who's the mother, it right. turns out, you know, like when I say the teacher, what I mean to say is the person who's taking care of this child because it's yeah. homeschooled. Right. But, you know, at one point they say in this in this article, they say that the woman held a small caliber pistol to the to the girl's head. Right. Franklin held right. a small. And at first I was shocked, as you should be. Right. You're like, well, because how, it's shocking? why in the world would somebody right. do that? And then I was reading a little more and it turns out that that's actually the counter argument to Common Core. It's called the hollow point. method. Oh, nice. And it's totally it's a totally different method. <laughs> But it's supposed to work as well as, yeah, you know, same adding up shit in your head and then putting a three next to yeah, it. And basically yeah, the it's same It's pretty thing. much the same thing. It's basically yeah. the same thing. I read that and I thought, like, does it matter that it's a small caliber handgun? Like, would it have been a more egregious? <laughs> she had a fucking Desert Eagle. Oh, right? like, <laughs> hey, wait a minute. She held an M60 up to her face. Yeah. Like, like if somebody yeah. like puts a twenty two against my head, am I going to be probably less dead yeah, or like... <laughs> Oh man, it was just a headache from that twenty-two caliber pistol held right up against my fucking skull. Uh, what I, like, like, are you kidding? Who gives a shit? What a what a weird detail! As I if know. that somehow ameliorates yeah. the, the horror. Maybe it was concealed carry. That's why they're saying you know that could be. Well, well how did she notice if it was concealed? Uh, yeah. And, and yeah. clearly, she's Touché. a good guy if she has a gun. Yeah, so. right. That's a, how do you prevent you know uh, bad homeschoolers with guns? Uh, you just need more homeschoolers. With guns, and then they can all hang out in fucking chicken coop. Incoming email in three, <laughs> two, two, one. <laughs> uh, I want. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you. You mentioned earlier about uh, about the. Uh, the classes, different classes, right? And one of the things that, that they said this that she did. Now this crazy. is good. She took. They put. They locked her in a shipping container, a cinder block garage, and an outhouse. And what is that like experiential learning credits for? <laughs> I say uh, global economics for there the shipping go. container, there right? Go. right? What, what about the, the the outhouse is the one I'm puzzling over? 
Oh, that's uh, that's in case she was going to go Votech. That's like an HVAC or plumbing. <laughs> it's like a plumbing. Sort of plumbing, yeah, plumbing. Right. There, yeah, you go, there plumbing. you go. Yeah, and then the auto shop would be the cinder black garage, I think. You know, I think that we're just taking this wrong. I just right. think that that's uh, it's our problem. It's not her problem. This it's is a cultural problem. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's a cultural thing. Uh, maybe I don't understand the benefits for homeschooling. When you put a fucking, you know, and it could be that like the shock collar, maybe she was teaching him about the Iraq invasion and she thought it was a shock and awe collar. Shock and awe. Because <laughs> every time she's like, oh! yeah, the, <laughs> and then the woman's like, oh, oh look at that. That's this is so crazy. fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, you know, but it is, it sounds real bad, right? It sounds bad. It does sound bad. It does of how sound awful bad. it is. Yeah, no, you know, it's about, about how bad it right, is. Yeah. yeah. It sounds bad. But in one case, when she was confined to a closet, she was, however, given a Bible and she was given bread and water. Yeah. Which she could have transformed had she read the Bible into more bread and water. (laughs) Did you see that she had to fucking like because she ate her food too fast is why she got the shock. Yeah, right. Like when you don't feed them a food and then you put the food in front of them and then they eat it really fast. That turns out that that's not under their control really anymore. Well, well here, you know, it's funny because I have an eight year old and he eats sometimes way too fast. And so we had a rule to help him slow down where he'd take a bite and then put his fork down. Right. And you know what that did? It fucking worked. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about the shock collar? Was that? Well, we didn't do that okay. because he's not a goddamn dog. <laughs> You know, I had a dog that we had like one of those anti-bark collars on, and I put it on my neck, and I was like, I like made a big loud sound, and like fucking shocked myself with it. It is very uncomfortable because it's a motherfucking shock collar, and I was like, well, fucking, this is where is that collar at nowadays? I wonder. I'd like mm-hmm. to put it back on. The- <laughs> <laughs> my wife said she was gonna hold on to it. I don't, I don't know, know why. What that I, means. Yeah. yeah. That's demonic, everybody. It is absolutely demonic. So this story comes from the Daily Mail. Uh, Bataclan Massacre. Massacre? Massacre. That's a Bataclan Massacre. I can't. Words. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. This massacre was a message from God, claims Pastor, who hosted Republican Candidates Conference, because murdered rock fans were devil worshippers, and then because this is the Daily Mail. Well, the thing is, we don't have to do anything except for read that and play the audio. So go ahead. Pastor Kevin Swanson says a a Bataclan massacre was message from God, claims 89 rock fans who were killed in the attack were devil worshippers, accuses both concert goers and Islamic State terrorists of being sinners. It's not even meaningful terminology. Massacre on November 13th was one of a series of deadly attacks in Paris. Swanson has previously said gays should be handed the death penalty. Isn't this the guy who covered himself in poo? This is the guy who said he would cover himself in poo. Yeah, he's the poo cover. Here's Swanson talking about whether or not these people deserve to die. The devil himself, or at least the devil influencing these uh, these murderers, entered in and showed the concert goers the works of the devil. Now, at that point, I think we need to ask the concert goers, at least those who survived, did you love the devil and did you love the devil's works? Uh, as as your friends were being shot up in that massacre. Wow, because that'd be horribly insensitive, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd be a super meaningful question. Hey, did you love the devil? Fucking, I thought it was music. Yeah, like, also, the guy who pulled the trigger was not the devil. Right. Yeah, it would be much more meaningful if, like, a fucking goat-legged red man with horns and a fucking pitchfork was red red in and was pitchforking everybody. Yeah, no, that, 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 like, then you'd be like, that's, that's a devil, bro. That's like, like mm. a totally a devil. Right? I yeah. didn't see that coming. But, like, 
when the Islamic State is a fucking different religion yeah. shows up and they're just fucking shooting everybody up and then they have clear and specific reasons, which are no good reasons, but they have clear and specific reasons why they were doing it and none of it was, I'm the devil! Yeah, exactly. And do you see these guys, these eagles of death metal? Look at these guys. It's the fucking bottom picture. Look at these guys. These are not the devil. This is not the devil. It's they're two like, dweeby looking they're, they're dudes. two hipsters with right. giant glasses. You know, the other thing, too, is like what he's willing to say is that these people were were controlled by the devil. And then these people who were shot were then controlled, were then worshiping the devil. And I'm right. thinking, well, the devil is doing a horrible job of keeping his worshipers alive. Like you would think that he would be like, oh, well, I sent those people instead to go hang out at the fucking cathedral. Instead, he sends them to a place where they're like supposedly worshiping the devil, which they probably weren't even doing anyway. It is. It's terrible mismanagement of resources. Right? Like, it's like Trump <laughs> fucking throwing a grenade in his own supporters. Like, why would you do that? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't work. Although for Trump, there's always another bigot to take your that is take true. Your place, they right? should rough that guy up a right. little. I think uh, you know we ought to ask the question right now, and I'm I'm very serious. I'm deadly serious asking this question. You were you were dancing to this worship service to the devil, dancing to the what is this Footloose worship? Like, what service. the fuck is Kevin Bacon going to come over and fucking swing on a pole <laughs> in a few minutes? Give me a break. I've been dancing as evil. Right. I've been to a lot of concerts and none of them have been a worship service. Yeah. And none of them have been like dancing, really. It's mostly throwing your body into another human being. Right. That's not dancing. dancing. That's almost fighting, is what it is. (laughs) That's what that is. Dude, have you gone as as an adult to a concert with Masha? I have not. I went, I don't know, maybe like four or five years ago. I went and saw Primus, who I'd seen, I don't know, a dozen times before. Sure. I went and saw Primus at a very small venue. And it was fucking mosh pit again, you know, in the front. And I like worked my way up and it fucking smells like violence up there. Yeah. Like I was like, nope, not for me. I'll throw my back out. <laughs> <laughs> you old man. That I shit. Like, I'm going to go buy fucking $12 beers because I don't have a decent body, but I got plenty of money. Plenty of fucking money. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I've been to a couple concerts as an adult, like a, like as a full on, yeah. like over 30 year old adult. Right. Yeah. right? And I, 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 every time I go now, my old man get off my lawn <laughs> sense kicks in, and my first thought is, why are we all standing up? <laughs> like we, like we paid that for seats. So awesome. We paid for seats. Can I just sit down and enjoy this music instead? It's like everybody's standing, and it's not just standing up. Now you're standing precariously on your seat in like a weird place where the seat folds, and they're like, I'm like, I'm gonna hurt myself. What, a, what are you doing? And so I just get really mad and I don't go anymore. I'm like, you know what? I, I was sitting down. I was enjoying the music. And now the, the big band comes out. And everybody's like, oh, I got to stand up. Look at me. I got legs. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm fat and old. You can't stand up for two hours. Stand up. Jesus, like- if I could stand up for two hours, I'd be in the service industry. Are you kidding me? Give me a break. My, you just adjust the height of your rascal scooter. I'm standing. I'm a, I know. I need that. like a. I need like a. I need like a pulp mobile that they can lift me up in my seat. That's what I need. They call that the Alabama stand. <laughs> oh, I feel so old when I go to concerts. It's awesome. The devil came in. The devil did what the devil does best. He killed. He he massacred. He destroyed. As the devil did his works. Again, the, the microphone is in the face of those who are attending the conference right now. I am asking the question of those attending that concert, did you 
appreciate the works of the devil as your friends were being shot up in that concert. What a fucking asshole. That is a fucking Did you appreciate that? That'd be like, I'd be like fucking somebody raping this dude's wife. Be like, did you appreciate when you had to watch your wife being right. raped? Yeah, fucking I loved it. Dumb fuck. Yeah. yeah. What other fucking response do you want from them, you fucking twat? the fuck do you want them to say be like oh yeah i fucking appreciate it what a fucking idiot god you're such a fucking degenerate he's a terrible fucking person he's like legitimately like you listen to this guy and you're just like you are a fucking genuinely awful fucking human being fucking retard i'm done listening i can't listen anymore that there's like fucking 20 seconds left and i don't even want to have i don't even want to fucking let you finish not for me there's not what you want answers i think i'm entitled you want answers i want the truth you can't handle the truth (laughs) so this story i love this story it comes from international business times kerala devaswam (laughs) right how'd i do hold on now like this whole story feels like it's fucking it's it's a sci-fi novel it's awesome because everything i just went kd chief wants a machine to scan women for purity at s like that's how i i didn't even look at these i'm like what fucking country uses all those words Also, there's like a gajillion people here. <laughs> Look at the picture. There's Look no place in the United States with that many people in it. This is this is at, at the Sarah Sabarimala. Sabarimala. I feel like I fucking killed that. Let me read the whole thing. Okay. Kerala Devaswam chief. Right? How do I, I fucking feel like Will I you killed just that finish again? it? Jesus no. Christ. I'm gonna give myself props because nobody else loves me. <laughs> I'm going to fucking say it again, motherfucker. Kerala Devaswam chief wants machine to scan women for purity at Sabarimala. Okay. And, and let you know, like, as you know. Is that through the Stargate somewhere? I don't know what that is. <laughs> as you note, it says, like, on this picture, it says the teeming crowds at Sabarimala Temple. It's like teeming crowds. Teeming crowds. Here's the problem, dude. Bees around the garbage <laughs> oh cans, God. motherfucker. Jesus Christ. I there got, are so many. There's like people on people. <laughs> like the people are fucking walking on people tiles. That's, That's amazing. It. it is. A, I would rather fucking die than go there. <laughs> I would rather if somebody was like, "How do you? Would you like to go to the fucking suburb? We'll go to the temple." Yeah. Or I would be like, "No, no. I'd rather just be yeah. shot." Is there right any in the way face. I could die beforehand? This is. You could take my corpse there and roll it down and kill hundreds. I, I fucking God Himself could come down and be like, "Free pie." And I'd be like, <laughs> "Wait a minute." <laughs> You won't take you, anyone else's word for well, it. Well, you know yeah. that's good pie. Yeah, that's exactly. why I say that. Yeah, like, you know, that's, that's yeah, not yeah. just like, eh, like yeah. that's good pie, right, right? right? No way. No way. Not even for free God pie. Because, and I have, I have, we've talked about this in the show, but I'll, I'll iterate it again. I have a few rules which never fail me in my life. And the first one is if there's going to be bees around the garbage can, you're not having a good time. Not there. having a good time. It's not going to happen. I if, would argue they probably don't have garbage cans. <laughs> <laughs> I would argue it's all a garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> so now in this place, there's a guy. Uh, this yeah. is why I think it's it's in, in the Stargate somewhere. Because there's a guy who thinks that you can make a machine <laughs> that can tell the purity of women. Like you can somehow. He wants. He only wants. He wants. He wants to scan women with this fucking like Egon detector <laughs> that can tell whether or not women are, are pure. Are pure and I just you know it's like what are, are women fucking old timey coins? The only way you can tell the purity is if you put them in your, your mouth. mouth. <laughs> That's the only way. I'm willing to be that detector. <laughs> well, actually, looking at this photo, maybe uh, not. Yeah. There's a lot of swass here, bro. That's, that's yeah. a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot to ask of some you're, one person. You're putting your face in a place. That... <laughs> okay, well, I gotta get in the shower before we get to the detector. <laughs> Jesus okay. Christ. 
like two showers. <laughs> he says, like, this is what he said. He said, uh, a time will come when people will ask if all women should be disallowed from entering the temple throughout the year. These days, there are machines that can scan bodies and check for weapons. There will be a day when a machine is invented to scan if it is the right time, not menstruating, for a woman to enter the temple. When that machine is invented, we will talk about letting women inside, said a misogynist dickwad. <laughs> wow. Right. We're, we'll only we'll begin having the conversation when I can fucking, fucking run some shit over your genitals and see if you have a fucking blood spot. I, I don't understand the pushback against... Uh, women on their period. I really I, don't. And it's it's like a biblical thing, and it's clearly a whatever the fuck this is thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's one of those things where they're just like, wait, hold on a minute, you bleed out of that thing, right? What the fuck? What's going on, bro? And you know, like it's just like like just treat it as lubrication. Like what's it's your problem? Fine. You know what it's, I mean? Yeah, like right? Yeah. Ready or not, here I come. <laughs> it's actually, every time my wife menstruates, we high five. We're like, no kids, high five, no kids. <laughs> Like every time. That's it. That's it. Your fucking checkbook breathes a sigh exactly. of relief. You're just like, oh, gosh, Ooh. thank the Lord the vasectomy held up another month. <laughs> My God. I was terrified for those two days. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. Remember that? Yeah, fucking solid state <clears throat> recorders aren't perfect either. So. Right. We had that fuck up one time, so. I am recording. Okay, good. All right. All right, so we are too, and. Uh, Watch, this is going to be fucking perfect. Every single melodious track is going to, Audacity is going to be like, just received an update. Would you like to directly send this to Cecil's hard drive, edited for content and sound balanced? That's what we were downloading while you were trying to save your track just now. Uh, Go awesome. fuck yourself. We're Audacity. It's free. What are you going to do? Ask for your money back? I love, I love the, I love the nerve of bitching about a program that you downloaded for fucking free, yeah. right? Like, it's I just know. like, I can't believe it didn't work. I've paid zero dollars for this. <laughs> I'm right out. I gave my time and emotional support. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right, well, I recommended you to friends. <laughs> so they also could take this for free. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I have a thousand customers. They've all taken my product for free. I'm making what's zero times a thousand, guys? <laughs> Fucking zero, zero. Somebody zero tricks me. Dollars, my friends.